Babaka Madaf Kaf Alif. The last thing we were discussing was a Sheila of Rav Hasda, if a person lives in his friend's yard without permission, does he have to pay him for what he benefited, even though his friend didn't lose anything? Or is he exempt from paying? And we tried to bring proof from different sugyot, and we still didn't come up with an answer. And with that, we're going to start Kaf Alif Amud Alif. The first line in, in the middle of the line it says, Shalah le Rabbi Abba bar Zabda le Mori bar Mor. Rabbi Abba sent to Mori bar Mor. Ravuna, I want you to ask Ravuna. Ask him this question. If a person lived in his friend's yard without permission, does he have to pay him for it or not? In the meantime, Ravuna passed away. So, Rabbi Ravuna told Mori Barav, This is what my father Ravuna said in the name of Rab. You don't have to pay him. Here's another halakha. If a person uh, rented a house from Reuven, he has to pay Shimon. Shimon, my Avite. So, how'd Shimon get here? Why should you pay Shimon? So, Sigma explains. That's what he meant. If he rented the house from Reuven, but it ends up uh, that it's Shimon's house, you have to pay the rent to Shimon. So now the problem is, tartet sounds like there's two halachot here that contradict one another. On one hand, you told me that, oh, you don't have to pay. On the other hand, you told me that you have to pay. So that explains. It depends. Is this a rentable, rentable property or not? Is it a rented property or not? If this is a property that people rent, then okay, then you have to pay your rent. And uh, whoever it belongs to, that's what you have to pay. Revenge, you have to pay. And if we, if it's not a rented property, it's just an area that people just leave alone, then okay, you don't have to pay. And Amar Rav Sehora, Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav. If a person is living in his friend's yard that's not in a rented uh, area, if he, he didn't get permission, you don't have to pay because... Rav holds something a little bit different. He, he says, not that you're just not damaging him, rather you're helping him, you're saving him from damage. This demon that's called uh, Sheya is, is going to walk around a, a gate, meaning if there's nobody in the house, that's usually when uh, things go wrong. So by the fact that he's been living there and watching the area, you don't have a shadim coming there and all the other bad things don't happen. And Amar Mor Baravashe Ledi Hazile Umangah Kitora. And Mor Baravashe said, I saw this shed and he looks like a bull that's goring. And Rav Yosef Amar, along the same lines, Beta Miatva Yativ. If a house has people living in it, it's not going to ruin. It's not going to, to fall apart. It's going to stay clean. It's going to stay put together. It's not going to have cracks all the time. It's going to be put together. So my benayu, so what's the difference between what uh, Rav said and Rav Yosef said? So the difference would be is the kamishtamesh be betibna. If someone uses the house as a storage area, he puts uh, straw, he puts wood over there, so according to Rav, this area, since people are going in and out, putting things in, okay, so this shed is not going to be there. According to Rav Yosef, that people living there, they take care of the house while nobody's living in there. Okay, you're right, you put some wood and, and straw for storage, but that doesn't help much. And the difference would be if someone used it as storage, according to Rav, you helped a lot. 
and because you got that shared away, and according to Rav Yosef, you didn't help much because you didn't live there, and therefore maybe if you just put wood there, maybe according to Rav Yosef, you would be Hayav. And the Gemara says a story: A person built a nice building on a property that belonged to Yatomi, but the property was meant for garbage, meaning there was no real use for it. So Agaber Rav Nachman le'apande Rav Nachman took his building away from him until he pays the yatomim. So Rav Nachman sounds like Rav Nachman holds that if someone lived in his friend's yard without permission, he have to pay him for it. The question says no. Originally, in that area, there was Karmanim who would pass by and live there. They were merchants. They would come from their place called Karman. They were going from place to place. And they saw this uh, huge property where they could just stay for a couple of days. And they would stay there in their tents. And they would pay the Yetomim something small. And so the Yetomim would get something out of it. And therefore, they were losing by him making that building there. So Amar there, Rav Nachman said, I want you to go uh, pay them whatever they would want for that, uh, since you built on their area. And he didn't care. He didn't listen. So then Rav Nachman took his entire building away from him until he paid. And there's an interesting machloket here of how much Rav Nachman make that man pay. According to Tosfot, uh, the, uh, the man had to pay regular rent of what that area cost, which is much more than these karmanim. And according to Nimukei uh, Yosef, that he only made them pay whatever the karmanim would have paid. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, Ketzad Meshalemet Mashen Henet. We said in the Mishnah that if an animal saw food in Rishut Rabim and ate it, the owner has to pay whatever it benefited. If it ate from the side of Rishut Rabim, then the, the owner of the animal has to pay whatever it damaged. And Amarav Ubim Hazaret. We're talking about a situation where the animal turned its head from regular Shutarabim to the Tsider Shutarabim to the sides of Rishutarabim and ate the food that was there. And the Hidush is that it turned its head and went and went into this uh, sort of a gray area, this area that belongs to the the, uh, the owner of the land, yet it's not Rishutarabim, but it's sticking out towards Rishutarabim. And the animal turned its head. The fact that it turned its head, that was the change from its normal way of moving. And that's why he's Hayav, according to Rav. That's where she explains it. Uh, Tosfot explains it, that since the owner of the land has permission to put his stuff on that area, it becomes a Rishut Anizak, the Rishut of someone's damage. And it's like the cow going from a public area to a private area and it damaged in someone's private area. Because just moving the head it doesn't constitute enough of an of a change of an action to be Hayab. Rather, the Hidusha Gontos fault is that he went into a different area. Either way, that's Rav. That it turned inside Ushmuel Amar. Even if it turned it out, also patur. So, okay, but Shmuel So, then what situation would Shmuel say hayav? So, the Gemara explains, According to Shmuel, if the animal is walking down the Shutarabim and then it turns and it goes onto that Sidere Hava area and then it eats from there while it's standing on top of that area, then he would be hayav. Because that would be like a Karen Bishut Arabim. And the Shinui over here is since uh, animals don't go and stand over there, that, that's the change, according to Shmuel. Some bring this Mahlokit Rav and Shmuel separately. 
meaning its own machloket. And the machloket goes like this: Machzeret when the animal turned its head to tzider hava, Rav Amar Hayevet, Ushmuel Amar Petura, VeShmuel Mishalimit Mashizika Hechi Mashkah Hadadim Hayvas. And the Gemara asks, according to Shmuel, who said Petur, when would the animal be haya for damage it caused? So the Gemara explains, Kegon Deshabkaler Hava Veazla Vekama Betzider Hava. According to Shmuel, you'd be Hayav is when the animal picked itself up from regular Shutrabim into the Tzider Hava, stood over there and started eating, then it'd be Hayav. So now, Mativ Rav Nachman Baitzak. Rav Nachman Baitzak has a question on Rav. Rav said that the animal would be Hayav if it ate from Tzider Hava. Mipetah Hanut Meshalim Itma Shenehenet. We learned that if an animal ate from the opening of a store, it has to pay whatever it benefited. So, what are we talking about? We're obviously talking about where the animal turned inside and ate from the front of the store, whatever fruits, vegetables was in the front of the store. And what we learn? You only pay whatever it benefited. Only what it benefited. Whatever it damaged, it doesn't have to pay. And that sounds like Shmuel who said uh, you'd be patur. And not like Rav. So the Gemara explains, Rav Nachman Yitzhak asked the question. He also gave the answer. We're talking about a situation where the store is at a corner between two mavois. A big alleyway, a skinny alleyway, and when the animal is leaving one alleyway to go to the other, it's hitting that corner and it sees the food and just eats it. According to Tosfot, we're talking about a situation where it's like an L-shaped mavoy, two mavoys hitting each other and the, and the store is at the corner. So since over there the animal, it, just, it didn't do anything extra, it didn't change anything, it just continued walking. So he only has to pay whatever he benefited, but not whatever he damaged. Some explain when it comes to the situation of an animal turning its head and eating from Hava, everyone will agree that the owner is Hayav. The Mahloket is if a person left an area from his own personal area for Rashutarabim. He's letting everyone use it, but it's really his. This is the Mahloket. The, the animal is only hayav if it turned its head and, and ate from inside. But if a person left this area to the public, it's his, but he left it to the public and the animal ate from there. The animal is patur. And Shmuel says that even if he left that area for shutarabim, he's letting them use it. Still, the animal is hayav. According to Shmuel, it's still technically his private area. So, it sounds like the mahloket of a person who has a hole in his area. He made the hole originally, he had permission to do it because it was his own personal area. And then he was mafkir the area, but not his bor. So, it sounds like that's their mahloket about that hole. That person has, he was mafkid area, he originally made the whole permission. Rav, the Amar Patur, Rav said when a person left an air, a corner in his yard for the public, Patur, because Kasavar Bor Bishuto Hayav, he felt that a hole, even though it belongs to a person privately, if someone gets hurt over there, you'd be Hayav, meaning it's still sort of in Rashuta Rabim. And if anyone gets hurt, you'd be Hayav. So, same thing. If it's considered shutarabim in regards to damages, it's also considered shutarabim in regards to if an animal ate from the patur. 
Shmuel de Amar Hayav. What's the reason he said Hayav? Because Kasabar bore Bishuto Patur. He felt if a person owns the, the hole, uh, if anyone tripped over there, anyone got hurt, or any animal got hurt, a person would be Patur because it's, it's still considered Shuti Yahid. And therefore, if an animal ate from it, it'd be like an animal ate from a Shuti Yahid and be Hayav. But the Gemara doesn't like that Perush because Amalach Rav. You should always say, meaning the halacha really is, Bor b'shuto patur. If someone owns the hole and someone tripped over there, it's considered my property and you fell in my property and patur. Meaning nothing over here was a shutar beam, nothing over here was hifkir. You fell in my property, my stuff, um, patur. Veshani hachav is different. De amar lav ko karaft lehu leperotach. But the person who got damaged or animal got damaged, over here it's different. You brought your stuff out to Rishut Harabim like that. It's your fault. You caused my shore to be Hayab. Meaning you enticed my cow to do something like that. And you caused him to, to eat. And therefore you pushed me to be Hayab. It's your fault. And Shmuel could also tell you that if a person owns a hole in general, it's Hayav. Why? Because you put your stuff in a Shutara beam, and therefore, if an animal ate from there, it should be Patur, and someone got hurt there, you should be Hayav. I could always say, in regards to an animal falling into a hole or someone falling into a hole, I could say, hey, a person didn't see the hole, and that's why you're Hayav. But really, when it comes to fruit, could you really say the animal didn't know about the hole? It's seeing the fruits over there in the hole, and it actually did something. It actively moved its head, its body, to go eat from it. And that's why the, the, the owner of the animal is Hayav. So now, the Gemara is going to go back to the original question that we had. That if an animal ate from the side of the Rishut Rabin Tzidere Hava, by turning its head, is it Hayav or Patur? It sounds like this uh, din of animal turning its head is mahlukit tanaim. The tanya, we have a bright that says, Akhla mitokhar hava, mishalimit mashinehinit. If an animal ate from food that's on a shutarabim, then mishalimit mashinehinit, it pays whatever it benefited, not what it uh, damaged. Mesideal hava, mishalimit mashinehinit, rebim ir rebiuda. But if it ate from the sides of Rashut Harabim, it has to pay whatever it damaged according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Yosif Rabbi Lazar Omrim, En Darakal Lechol Ela Lehalech. Rabbi Yosif Rabbi Lazar hold that it's not normal for an animal to just stick its head into Rashut Ayahido, the Sider, Hava, and eat, rather just to go straight. So now, it sounds like Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yosin Rabbi Lazar are saying the same thing when it comes to Tzidere Hava. It sounds like Rabbi Yosin Rabbi Lazar, Hainu Tanakam, has the same thing as the first Tanaim, which is Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, that Tzidere Hava, you have to pay what damaged. Ela, you have to explain, that the difference between them is if the animal turned its head and ate. Where Tanakam Asavar, where Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda held, that if an animal turned its head, he also only has to pay whatever it benefited. And no, has to pay the entire thing. And that's the the machloket Rav and Shmuel. I think my answer is no. No, the chulei You could really say that all four tanaim 
or both shitot they hold either like Rav that it pays whatever damaged or like Shmuel that it's considered normal eating and it only has to pay what it benefited over here the Mahlokans in regards to an animal damaging in someone else's field where more sava or tanakama where Rabimir and Rabiuda held It's only if you did it in someone else's area, not in Rashut Arabim, so you're not obligated to pay for damages that you did in Rashut Arabim. held that it, it, saying the damage caused somewhere else, but not in the, the person who's damaging the field, meaning as the according to them, according to Biosi and Rabil Azar, if the animal da- damaged anywhere except home, then it's obligated to pay full damages. So now the Gemara asks, Bishut Mazik, to tell me that the animal is patur in its own home, I don't need a pasuk, it's it's simple logic. Lema perach bishuti. My buyer person could say, hey, what's your fruits doing in my field? And that's the reason I'm patur. The Mahloket between them is the same Mahloket of Ilfa and Rabbi Oshaya in regards to an animal that stretched out its head and ate food from on top of another animal, where Ilfa said, and Rabbi Oshaya said, no, because it's Karen Beshut Harabim. So the Mahloket between the four Tanaim is that. According to Rabbi Meir of Yehuda, he doesn't hold like Rabbi, uh, like Ilfan Rabbi Oshaya, because he felt it's normal for an animal to walk and eat from the, the Sider Haba. And Rabbi Osi and Rabbi Lazar held like Ilfan Rabbi Oshaya that it's not normal for it to eat from on top of its friend or from the Sider Haba, and therefore when an animal ate from there, the, the, the owner of the animal would be Hayat. Next Mishnah. A dog or a goat, they jumped from a roof and they broke utensils in the neighbor's yard. Now again, if it was in a shooter, well, that's not their fault, that's normal. But them jumping into someone else's yard, he has to pay full damages. Because they forewarned. Meaning, it's normal for a dog and a goat to jump like that. You should watch them. If a dog stole a piece of bread that's being baked on the fire, and while he stole the bread, he also took a piece of coal with him, and he went to eat it on some sort of heap of, let's say, hay, wheat, whatever it is. Without paying attention, the coal burnt the pile of wheat. So he has to pay full damages for that bread that he stole. That's a shen. But on the pile that he burnt, he only has to pay half damages, and the Gemara will explain why. So the Gemara starts with the dog and goat that jumped. It sounds like the reason the owner is hayav if they broke the neighbor's utensils is because they jumped. Hana flew, but if they fell off the fence and then they broke, patur, they don't have to pay because it's not normal for them to fall. It's sort of like an honest, something out of control. Al-Makasavar, it sounds like the Tanava Mishnah held, that if someone did something, he started off being negligent, wasn't paying attention, and then a mistake happened and uh, he fell, it was an honest, patur.
And Tanya Namiachi, we have a bright eye like that, that if by mistake something happens, Patur, Akele Bagidishik of Tsumeroshagag Veshabru, Takeli Meshalem Nizik Shalem, Naflu Peturim. Says right there in the Braita, a goat and a dog, if they jumped, they have to pay damages. If they fell, they don't. Now, this makes sense according to the rabbi who holds that if someone did an action that started off negligent and then an honest happened, he's patur. Okay, this works perfect. According to the rabbi, who said that if you started off with negligent and then a mistake happened, you're still hayav, why according to him does Breta say patur? So the Gemara explains, we're talking about a situation where the utensils are right next to the wall. Meaning, meaning when they jump, they don't jump on the utensils because simple physics, when animal jumps, it reaches a little bit further than the wall. It doesn't hit directly under the wall. You don't even have a beginning of of peshiyah. There's no negligent. When it's walking on the gate thinking it's going to jump, it wasn't thinking of jumping directly on, on the utensils that are directly under it. It's only through an honest that it fell on the utensils that are directly under it. So therefore, even according to him, he says uh, that uh, if he started off with the Pshia and ended off with the Ones, he Hayav, that's why we are Patur. And Amar Rav Zavid, Mishamid Rav Apeamim, Shafilu Naflu Nami Hayav. Rav Zavid says in the name of Rabbah that sometimes even if the animal fell and damaged, also Hayav. How? Mashkahatla Bekotel Ra'uwa. We're talking about a situation where the wall is shaky. Meaning anyone going on it should know that this wall might fall, bricks might fall and break things. So my nihu, why is it called a damage? He should have known whether it's the, the, the dog or the person who's supposed to be watching the dog should know that this wall is a shaky wall and bricks might fall and break utensils. But the Gemara says, yeah, but so, so, okay, but let's take this case, for example, Bricks didn't fall. At the end of the day, when I fall in, the, the, the animal fell and it broke. Meaning, it's a case where in the beginning, you're right. It should not have been walking on that uh, wall. It's a pshia being negligent. But at the end of the day, there was an honest. So according to the one who says, uh, so why you have here? So I'm explaining, no, no. What are we talking about over here? Where the, the gate is very, very skinny. So you have a, a shaky uh, fence, it's very skinny, and that for sure is not just a regular honest anymore, meaning they should have known once you jump on that fence, you're automatically falling, and therefore it's already passed on, it's not honest anymore, that's already a complete pshia, and therefore you'd be hayav. If a dog or a goat jumped upwards, which is not normal for them, Piturim, their owners are exempt from paying because that's not something I should be careful for. But if they jump downwards, then Hayavin, that's normal for them and you have to pay full damages. Adam But a human or a chicken that jumped, whether it's uh, from up to down, or down to up, Hayavin, then you have to pay full damages, either the owner of the chicken or the human being. And as what explains, we're talking about a situation where uh, if a person left the house with a uh, so let's say someone left a child home, 
well, you should make sure that your child doesn't jump and not down or down to up, up to down. And if the child damages, and you'd be obligated to pay. Now, the Gemara asks a question: But we have a different breita. It says a dog or a goat that jumped, whether it's up to down, down to up, patur, which goes against what we just said. So Tergemar of Papa of Papa explained the apich mepach. We're talking about a situation where they jumped in a not normal way, meaning kalba bizkira vegadia bisricha. A dog, rather than jumping down the usual way where he sticks his nails into the wall and then like slides down, over here he just jumped. And the goat, rather than jump like he usually does, stuck its nails like a dog and went down. So if that's the case, why are they patur? They should at least have to pay half damages. So the Gemara explains, you're right. Patur minezek shalem. When we said patur, it means you don't have to pay full damages. But you do have to pay half damages for that. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.